Welcome to the Free Birth Podcast, a supportive space for people who are learning, exploring, and celebrating their autonomous choices in childbirth. Together, we'll unpack truths, share personal stories, and claim our ability to birth freely and intuitively. Here's your host, Emily Saldea. ways to interact with free birth society and our work in the world. We have our flagship course, The Complete Guide to Free Birth, which is an incredible online course jam-packed with everything we think one would want to know to feel confident to birth in their power. We also recently released a companion course full of meditations, sacred rituals, and journaling prompts to support in releasing fear and tuning in to your ancient womb wisdom. We, of course, have our private membership if you're looking for a community of like-minded, radical, and wild women, and you can apply for that on our website. We offer personalized, one-on-one transformational coaching with a focus on learning the tools to move out of victim consciousness and into self-responsibility, which is, quite frankly, freedom. And it's worth mentioning that if you've been drooling over our Mother Lovin' Retreat in Dominican Republic this coming February, we do have a few spots left open, and you should totally come join us in a magical week in paradise. Find out more about all of this on our website, freebirthsociety.com. have Mari from Tennessee who shares her powerful and sometimes hilarious VBAC story. After Mari had a completely unnecessary surgical birth, she committed to doing it her way this time and navigated a wild pregnancy and a fearless VBAC. I would say literally when I got pregnant, the first time. Before that, I had no thoughts, desires to have children. I just, yeah, it just wasn't on my wavelength until I met my husband. I don't know. I, he must have did some type of witchcraft on me. <laughs> As I they like, do. I want to have all these man's babies. I just, I don't <laughs> want to. So, um, so I have to give you a bit of back, background on me and him. So we got together. He wrote me on Facebook. We got together. We moved in together three weeks later. Two months later, I was pregnant. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. He wrote you on Facebook and mm-hmm. didn't know you? No, okay. We kind of knew each other. We live in the same city. We okay. actually grew up down the street from each other and didn't know it. That's adorable. But we kind of, you know, just kind of knew from the city. But he wrote okay. me on Facebook and was like, hey, I would love to take you out sometimes. Boom. Been talking ever since. Moved <sighs> in three weeks later. You know, done deal. Just on. Yeah. So I got pregnant two months later and it was intentional. Wow. It was very intentional, but I don't think I had really thought about what having a child means. It didn't hit me until I was pregnant. Because sure. um, before that, I, I was, oh my gosh, I thought breastfeeding was disgusting. Oh. I was just, I was not the person I am today. I don't wow. know. But all of that changed. I started researching stuff. I had more natural-minded friends teaching me about vaccines and everything. And I, I would definitely say that's when my mother journey started. That's when I got passionate about everything. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck all of this. I want to do it this way. Why? Yeah. 
has no one told me about this? Yeah. So yeah, it it, it started right then there, 2015. So I didn't I didn't have any knowledge about care providers. Uh, I didn't know if I wanted an OB. Didn't really know anything about midwives. Um, but one woman I know suggested I go to this midwife in my town. Okay, so I make an appointment with her. I know from the jump, not what I want to do. She didn't care about any of my questions. It was just kind of like, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this real in and out type of appointment. I don't like hospitals to begin with. It just, it didn't sit right in my spirit. So I was like, nah, can't do this. I get on Google, start researching about alternatives, find out about midwives. I go to the first midwife that I found in my city, which was first mistake. First mistake, please always do your research. But I go to the first midwife I go, um, I find she was cool. I'm not even going to lie. Um, we had prenatal sessions, taught us a lot, breastfeeding, mm-hmm. vaccines, everything that obstetricians are not going to teach you. I learned from going to this midwife. Um, in the end, though, when I was about 30, I was actually exactly 39 weeks pregnant. I don't know. It's like she started getting irritated. I don't know. Maybe because she had so many clients. But she told me my fundal height wasn't increasing, which we know is a damn lie because as you get further into the pregnancy, it can stop increasing. It can even decrease because the baby's getting lower. Duh. I know this now. At the point at that time, I, I didn't know any better, though. So she sends me to the hospital for like three or four ultrasounds. Why didn't anyone tell me how dangerous ultrasounds are? Aww. But yeah, so we get to the hospital. They're like, yeah, your frontal height's decreasing. Baby's not growing. You have low fluid. Uh, baby's cord is around his neck. Just, you know. All, all the stuff. Stuff. Stuff that they like to tell. So I'm crying. My midwife's like, I think you need to go ahead and go to the hospital, get induced. Yeah, so... My husband drags me to the hospital. He's trying to motivate me. I'm bawling my eyes. Oh, brutal. I don't want to go to the hospital. This is not, I planned on having a water birth at the midwife's home. That's what I wanted to do. Um, but get to the hospital. They induce me with cervidin. That didn't work. I only progressed to one centimeter. Duh, because my body's not ready. They tried to give me Cytotec. Um, I did a quick Google on that, and it was like, no. So I told them no. Nurses like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You can't believe everything you read on Google. <sighs> yeah. like, oh, my God. Not going to do this. Not going to do this. Um, so they give me Pitocin. Don't know why I allowed that. But they gave me Pitocin, had me in labor for over 24 hours. I only produced, I, I want to say to two centimeters. Wasn't working. Then all of a sudden, the doctor comes in the room. It's like, you have preeclampsia. We need to do an emergency C-section. Wow. That's I feel fine. Exactly. And now looking back, even, even if I hadn't done what I'm about to say, I, I should have known. But after all this happened, um, I got I requested my medical records and I did not have preeclampsia. Um, I guess I could just back up. I'm sorry. But anyway, preeclampsia okay. diagnosis, emergency C-section. Horrible. I thought I was going to die, shivering, shaking. There's like 20 people in the room, no lie, a bunch of interns, all just, oh my God, look at this, sir. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what they get off on. Mm. And it pisses me off. Like, I'm an experiment for these people. 
we are literally experiments for them but yeah so c-section um mm. he, my son is perfectly fine there's nothing wrong with him nothing wrong with him um after they bring him back in the room they do tell me that he oh his blood sugar was a little bit low so we gave him some formula <gasps> yeah said would my colostrum not be enough oh well it's hospital protocol to just get formula how violating <sighs> exactly wow. but at that point i'm so you know out of it and traumatized oh, I can't, what can you do yeah i can yeah that's what I'm, there's nothing i can do i can't I, I, i'm not gonna fight this i'm not gonna fight you can't but, exactly you can't i mean what am i gonna do nothing oh <sighs> were yeah. you able to nurse your son yeah, I was perfect. Nice. I, I kept calling the lactation uh, lactation consultant because I was having some troubles like getting him to latch. But yeah, I was determined. There was no, yeah. there was no way he was getting formed. No way. Um. So yeah, um, that went perfect. He was perfectly fine at birth. Had no problems. And like I said, I did go back probably about a year later, and requested my medical records, and nothing was wrong. No preeclampsia. All my labs perfectly normal they told me my placenta was faulty but they did faulty. a report they did a report of the placenta and it said placenta was normal healthy looking wow all of this so completely lied to me it's like so a script that they learn i mean this exactly. is such it's it's painful that this is such a common story you know it's like yeah oh okay iugr into mm -hmm. induction mm -hmm. into c-section into mm -hmm. messed up blood sugars into formula mm -hmm. i mean it's just such a racket exactly and they want us to fail they, they literally want us to fail they just want us to but no uh, and I, I think it's important to always point out here that your body not responding to forced induction actually mm -hmm. is the most intelligent thing your body could have exactly. done right because your body was trying to protect your son and be mm -hmm. like no do not open and release in this environment oh for sure yeah you know so yeah you already you already know for sure and i know that, that now. i wish i would have known that back then i wish i would have known how common this script is for them you know because afterwards i started talking to other women mm -hmm. and you know a lot of them it's still normal for them they still don't even know that this is a script, this, this is what they're doing. We're experiments, but, but yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so how does that inform your your first year of motherhood? Uh, look, so um, I, I think it actually, and it shouldn't have to be like this. You shouldn't have to go through trauma in order to do things the quote unquote right, right. way. But I think it pushed me over that edge. Now I'm like this super crunchy mama like i've been that getting more crunchy every year but yeah that first year nothing but no nothing but breast milk vegan diet definitely not vaccinated nothing i did everything i think except cloth diapering i just started cloth diapering with this second baby but yeah it like pushed me over the edge with this life i started talking to everybody i worked a retail job i would just like bring it up with customers <laughs> they're looking at me all weird like my my co-workers knew i was this chick right? on I'm fire yeah. exactly <laughs> totally talking about birth natural attachment parenting no matter what i'm going to well so. and and you know this is the thing right is when you when when a woman experiences the cost mm -hmm. of you know what, what got taken from you Mm -hmm, exactly it's 
it's, it's a big deal, you know, of course. And so it lights that fire just like how, and we're going to get into your story, just like when you experience the euphoria of a normal physiological birth that also lights a fire in you. (gasps) The opposite. But it kind of in this, yes, totally opposite. And yet you leaned into that fire with both paths, you know, and really committed to being you Mm -hmm. and to being who you are meant to be as a mother. And, mm-hmm. you know, you should never have had to have gone through. Never. I that. felt so robbed. But at the totally. same time, I'm like, if I wouldn't have gone through this, would I still have this mindset? And that's so crazy and fucked up to even think about because I'm like, I don't want to, you know, like normalize my totally. trauma. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Well, I, think all. Can, just- I think it can be all true because- yeah. I hear your point, and I think that sometimes it has to be really bad for us to look for a better way, and that was really bad. Yeah. Like maybe you would have had one of those quintessential midwifery assisted births where a lot of lame things still happened, but because it was out of the hospital, you would have been grateful for it, and then you wouldn't exactly. have, you know, like who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point is you arrived to where you arrived into your power. Exactly. I would not have known. I would not have known firsthand what goes on in a hospital. Right. Um, and I don't mean just to back up a little bit, my recovery from my C-section was shitty. Like I couldn't walk. My husband had to give me a shower. I was in constant pain, popping all those pharmaceuticals. It was horrible. It was a completely traumatic experience that at the time I didn't even realize mm. how bad it was. Didn't even realize. Mm. <sighs> Especially when so many of our friends are also getting C-sections. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's just, it's just a part of the fabric of our, of our, mm-hmm. of our community. Yeah. So, so fast forward a little bit into mm-hmm. what happens first, you get pregnant with your daughter and then decide you're going to free birth or do you decide? Mm-hmm. Yeah. T- tell me about yeah. that. Phase. So, um, I want to say my son was probably about a year or two. After I had gotten my medical records, found out I didn't have preeclampsia, I'm on this whole crunchy bandwagon. I'm like, you know what? Why don't I have my own baby? I start seeing posts. Um, I hadn't ran into Free Birth Society yet, Mom, but I am friends with uh, one woman, Sudeika. You interviewed her. She's cool. And I saw, yeah, saw her post. I'm just, just randomly seeing little things. It's just putting it into my universe. I'm like, why don't I have my own baby? My husband actually actually wanted me to do that with our first son, but it wasn't even on my radar. I was like, it's kind of cracking me up the language you're using, have my own baby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I was, I I even told him with our, with our son, he was like, Mari, why don't you just do it yourself? I was like, that's illegal. I'll go to jail. What are you talking about? Like it wasn't even an option Mm -hmm. to me, you know, which is so sad. It wasn't even an option. The universe just started putting stuff in my eye and I was like, you know what? Next time I have a baby, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm not going to have a midwife. I don't want a doula. Um, nothing against doulas. They're great. I just, I'm a very introverted person. I didn't want anybody in my space. I didn't want anyone here, but my husband and my two, where well, he was two at the time, he's three now, and my two-year-old, I was like, I'm going to do this on my own, and I'm going to show everybody that I can do this. Um, so, yeah, um, July, no, June 2018. I get this, I can't even begin to describe it really, but this this energy of a child telling me that she's coming, telling me, Mari, you need to get your diet right because I was eating crappy. 
And I just felt it. I started being drawn to rose quartz. And I was like, babe, I'm about to get pregnant. And it's a big girl. Yeah. And he's like, whatever. You're crazy. I'm like, okay. Next month, I'm like, I think I'm about to have get pregnant. I go to a psychic, a local psychic, get a reading. She asked me if I'm on birth control. I'm like, no. She's like, oh, well, um, you surely is fertile. What are you talking about? I had totally She's forgot. like, watch out. Yeah, that I had been getting this feeling. I wasn't even connecting, but a couple weeks later, find out I'm pregnant. And after that, I'm like, yeah, yo, this is, this is, this is really happening. Mm-hmm. This is really happening. Even just that, you know, like even that is so paradigm shaking that, I, you know, the same thing happened with me. I totally felt my daughter before she was here and, mm-hmm. and that a lot of people would look at that as crazy or that we're yeah. just making stuff up. But the more you talk to women, that is an extremely common experience. Exactly. Exactly. It's like they've, they've gotten as a whole women so out of touch with themselves that they would never even, you know, be able to even tap into. Or that when we do, it's so quickly labeled as like dark magic, you know? Exactly. Like, gosh, like, can we not simply be in tune with our bodies and our spirits and our babies that are coming? Can we not? Okay. So you're, so you get pregnant with your, with your daughter and Mm -hmm. you're already aligned with free birth. Mm-hmm. And so, I had discovered Free Birth Society too by then, probably like a month or two. Nice. And so what is your pregnancy like? Do you have a totally wild pregnancy? It's perfect. Totally wild. Only professional I saw was a chiropractor. Um, I started going, uh, I think, biweekly um, at around four months. It was great. I had no aches or pains. But yeah, totally wild pregnancy. No ultrasounds. None of that nobody's seeing me. I got my own blood work done, which is totally not necessary. Um, but I'm just a numbers person. I'm a super nerd and I just wanted to look at it, you know, and I actually found out, um, like about hemoglobin, how doctors lie to women. Well, your hemoglobin has to be this much during pregnancy. It actually decreases during pregnancy. I found numerous studies that show if your hemoglobin is between 8.5 and 9.5, then that's the best outcome. But yeah, yeah, so I started finding out all this. Yeah, totally wild pregnancy. No, no type of anything. I'm just chilling. I'm still working, but I'm just eating, relaxing, you know, using my natural herbs. Use, I use magnesium oil on my body every day. Um, yeah, totally wild pregnancy. No complaints at all. It was perfect. I stretched every single day. Um, cooked a lot and cast iron and I just relaxed. I don't even think I used a fetal scope like twice, but I wasn't concerned. Like I know she has a heartbeat. Duh. I'm getting pregnant. I can feel the baby moving. I don't, I don't need all of that extra stuff. I don't need anything to validate that there's a growing baby inside of me. I don't. Powerful. And your man is like all down with it. Oh yeah, he's down. Okay, and, and so tell me about the weeks prior to you going into labor. Was there was there much doubt or insecurity to navigate? Was there was it just like easy peasy? And then you had yes, yes, Emily. Honestly, I I literally did not worry at all. Other people tried to put worries into me, like when I would tell coworkers or anything. Oh, are you sure you can do that? Oh, what if what happened last time happens? Nothing happened, honestly. But um, 
yeah, just trying to put doubt into my head or what you gonna do if this happens or who's who's gonna cut the cord? Right? Why is that like the most confusing thing to people? Right. Like who ties your shoelaces in the morning? Exactly. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But yeah, it was it's more people trying to put doubt on me. Um, I remember telling one of my customers that I don't go to the doctor. She looked at me like I had two heads and I just walked off laughing. I love shocking people. It's just my personality. I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> but yeah, I, I literally had not one ounce of worry. And none that of that I, got to you. You were able to none just of that. None brush of that. it off. I, probably the toughest skin on earth. So nice. none of that. I was like, I'm going to do this. And you can look at my Facebook. I'm going to post it. So mm-hmm. that's, it is what it is. <laughs> so uh, at, so everything's perfect. I roll around to 38 weeks and five days, you know, which is, you know, I don't even like to go by weeks, but, you know, just for the sake of the story, 38 weeks, five days, um, I start trickling. It's like nighttime. I want to say it's like nine o'clock. So I get super excited. I'm like, babe, come here. Look, my water's trickling. Oh my God, I'm so excited. So he's like, okay, we need to get stuff ready. We go to Walmart. We're just running around getting stuff. I'm not worried. I, I, Cause I know at this point your water can gush, trickle, reseal itself for days, weeks. I'm fine. I feel okay, fine. Okay, wait, some foreshadowing. How many times did your man go to Walmart in your birthday? Exactly. <laughs> 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 I went two, three, four, nine. <laughs> I twice. Just twice. Okay, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. <laughs> so I started trickling. Uh, I had very mild contractions around then, but they fizzled out. So that's when we went to, we both went to Walmart. We're there to like nine in the morning, I mean, one in the morning. Oh my just God. Getting stuff. Just getting stuff. There's so much stuff in Walmart. Which that's is hilarious. Right Get back home. I wake up eight o'clock next morning. There's a full gush of water. Mm. I'm like, oh shit, it's gotten real. So I'm I'm still super excited. I'm still chilling. Um, still no contraction. So I just kept checking my temperature, you know, every few hours. I feel fine. Um, after that full gush, 24 hours goes by. I'm still trickling, you know, randomly. 48 hours goes by. Oh, right. I forgot. 72 hours so goes long. by. Yeah. So all of this started on Saturday. I didn't go into labor until Tuesday. Damn. Yeah. Um, Saturday, March 2nd, I go into labor on the 5th, around 4.30. Straight off the back, it is consistent contractions, consistent waves. I figure out I have back labor. Wait, okay. But before that, what is your headspace like? Because that's a that's 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 heady. That's a big... Yeah. How were you doing? Were you just still totally unwavered or were you... I'm Tell made, me about those three days. I am made for this shit because I'm telling you, I did not worry. Like literally did not worry. I'm chilling, watching movies, eating, you know, playing with my son. Like there's no worry. There's no doubt in my mind. I didn't tell anybody, you know, so anybody yeah. could try. Smart. Because I didn't want anybody, even though I'm not affected by anyone's words, I didn't want anybody sending me negative energy. So that's why I didn't, you know, tell Facebook. Oh, I'm not doing all that. No. But yeah, I, I literally, I didn't worry. Not one bit. I was just chilling. She'll come when she comes. Oh well. But yeah, and so you three. you knew mm-hmm. enough at that point that that was a totally exactly. normal. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. I should have mentioned that. I, I I've done so much research that I'm like I know this. I know I can go in the hospital right now and read a doctor or a nurse. Like I know more than you. <laughs> Sorry. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. 
from going through free, free birth society, um, just everything, speaking to you, speaking of other women's accounts, doing my research. I know what I'm talking about. There's no need to worry. I have faith in my body. Um, so yeah, so set, starts on Saturday, Tuesday. That's when I actually go into labor. Um, my contractions start off around 10 to 15 minutes apart. Then about eight minutes, then about three to four minutes, then about one to two minutes. Consistent back labor. Mm. I'm not even going to lie. It was horrible. It felt like I was being tortured by the oh. CIA. Like, it was oh. bad. And it was it was one to two minutes apart for the remainder of the time. Um, I took three ibuprofen. I don't even take medicine. I don't even know why that was in my house. Um, I took some after ease, rescue remedy, was using <laughs> Arnica, magnesium oil. Ugh, I stayed in the birth pool for like five, six hours. Um, Courtney, my husband, he just kept refilling it with hot water. My son's in there playing with me. Um, hot shower on my back, rebozo, all of these things trying to relieve mm. these waves. And it was just, it was constant. It was constant. And about the 12 hour mark, that's when I was like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know what to do. Um, that's when I reached out to you in the group. I was like, you know, I don't know what if this baby is transferred. You're like, I'm dying. Oh, right. Do I have to go to the hospital? Like, the cutest. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And you, you're just motivating me all the way. Oh my gosh. That motivation was everything. That is what women need. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, that is what we need. Yeah, so I'm doing all this. I'm freaking out 12 hours. By that time, it was almost over. Um, it was the six. It was two o'clock. I remember I typed it in my phone and I text you, am I, I'm throwing up, is this normal? Oh, so I'm still having consistent ways, back to back to back to back to back. I all of a sudden feel like I have to poop. And I know this is normal, but in that headspace and labor, I can't even think common sense, you know? So I'm like, babe, I gotta poop, but I'm constipated. I need you to go to Walmart and get me an enema. <laughs> I need an enema. I don't know where my 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 regular one is. I don't know. So he's like, That's okay. So, funny. so he gets his clothes on real quick. Walmart is like two minutes from our house, but he goes to Walmart. He's Facetiming me while we're in Walmart. I have a wave while we're on Facetime, and her head comes out. Oh I'm like, Whoa! It's the weirdest feeling ever. But I'm just stroking it wasn't her hair, poop, babe. It wasn't yeah, exactly. Poop. I was like, well, I was like, babe. Her head just came out. It was like, wait a minute, hold on. I was like, I can't, what do you mean? Hold on. I can't keep her in. He was like, okay, I'm coming home. So he he uh we, he hangs up and I turn my my uh, selfie camera on. I'm standing up in the bathroom. <sighs> so a couple more waves, and uh it was it was literally like my vagina was vomiting. She just came out. I didn't have to push. I think I had to like maybe bear down a little bit, but it it wasn't even painful. I don't remember feeling a ring of fire. It was just very intense, you know, and I'm pretty sure it had to do with me standing up mm. in that position and, you know, just letting it happen. There was no one around me to tell me, oh, push now or hold, you know what I'm saying? I just, it just, it was normal. It was normal. It was, it was F-E-R at its finest. <laughs> and she just came out and yeah, it was beautiful. He came, he walked in the door probably like two minutes later. 
I'm suctioning all the amniotic fluid from her nose and spit. It's just very primal and just instinctive. And I was just in love. And yeah, it was wonderful. But anyway, so a um, couple minutes after we, we're just gushing over her, we don't know if it's a he or a she right now. He's hoping for a girl. You know, I've been feeling feminine energy this entire pregnancy. So I ask him if he's ready to check the gender. We do. It's a girl. He goes screaming around the house. It's just the best experience ever. My three-year-old is looking like, uh, I don't know about this. What is this little baby doing right here? But yeah, it, it was great. After that, we just chilled. I said, uh, I think I called you because I was like, she's not crying forcefully. And you told me that when um, not crying forcefully, it's normal for a baby that's been born peacefully. Um, so yeah, we chill. My husband had to tell me to sit down. I forgot that I was standing up all these minutes. So oh my gosh, down. yeah. Um, my placenta came out for almost an hour exactly. Hmm. Almost an hour. I put a bowl in the toilet and released it there. It was intact. I inspected it. Um, we tried cord burning, but her cord was just so short. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe I just have short cord babies because his cord was short too. Um, but yeah, her cord was super short. We tried burning it, but it was just too short. So we just snipped it. One thing that I'll remember for next time is to eat. I don't know how I forgot, but I guess I was just on such a birth high. I forgot to eat for like two, three hours. I, I got the shakes for about 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he got me some food. And after that, man, it was just so peaceful. We, the baby didn't even wake up the first night. We slept for like eight, nine hours. Mm-hmm. Knocked nice. out, yeah. And when I told people that after, they was like, "Oh my god, I would have been so scared." You know, that's just another thing. We're not trusting our babies. We're not trusting our bodies. Like, totally. Well, yeah. my baby slept for nine hours her first night. Really? Yeah, and it I was. Mean, they've been through labor with us, so it was such a gift. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But well, also, obviously, most women are being told you have to nurse every two hours, yeah. and mm-hmm. they're not co-sleeping. Exactly. You know, there's never been a worry in my mind about anything with her because she's right next to me, but there's Mm -hmm. no way I would have been able to put in a separate. Yeah. God, I would have been waking up every 20 minutes. It is exactly. It just, it doesn't make any sense. No, it really doesn't. None at all. So then how is this postpartum? How's your healing? How is nursing? Great. Postpartum. Besides the fact that somehow I pulled my hamstring giving birth. Like, and it didn't even kick in until like maybe a week later. Um, I, my chiropractor actually came to my house to give me a just, I could not walk. <laughs> but other than that, oh, it was perfect. I had no complaints. I felt great, tons of energy. You know, I still made sure I rested, chilled in the uh, bed as much as possible. My husband waited on me hand and foot, love him so much. But yeah, it was it was a completely opposite experience. Mm-hmm. And it made me really realize like this is how it should be. There should be no fear giving birth, no apprehension, like, man, this is a gift. It's literally a gift. I feel like a goddess. Hmm. I am a goddess. Like, whew. Yeah. It was great. Totally opposite. Wow. Totally opposite. Wow. You just did it, man. You just were like, I'm going to correct that shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really did. I didn't tear. I'm trying to think nothing. Literally. I mean, you had a fearless birth. Yeah. Truly. It was, it was just so, for lack of a better word, natural. 
It was just so natural. I got my placenta chilling in my fridge. <laughs> We're probably going to plant it um, and grow a tree over it. Oh, it that's sweet. Just the best experience ever. I wonder if my neighbors heard me because I was <laughs> screaming when I was in labor. <laughs> they haven't said anything, so probably not. But yeah, I can't, I can't ever see me not doing it this way. You know? I just, well, once you've, I mean, once you've tasted the thing that society's trying to starve out of us, mm-hmm. you know, once you've tasted it, it's on. It's like, yeah. And like what you said about with your son's birth, in a way you even tasted it because it was stolen from you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and it's within us and it's ours. It's always what's so comforting to me about all of this stuff is it's ours. And mm-hmm. it's only it's only the belief, the temporary like suspended belief that we forgot that it's ours mm-hmm. is what's going on. Because yeah. it can be remembered in just one thought. Exactly. You don't have to like do anything other than remember mm-hmm. that it's ours. And then it's and then it's just taken back. Yeah. It's like it's really that, simple. That, that ancestral knowledge and wisdom that we all have that you can tap into. But if you choose to cover your eyes, then you're never gonna you're never gonna experience this. You're gonna experience what they want you to experience. Exactly. And I refuse. I refuse. That's why I speak on this as much as I can, as much as I possibly can. So many women have told me, oh my God, Mari, you inspired me, motivated me. I want to do this with my next baby. Oh my gosh, I didn't know this was an option. Just like with ultrasounds. Why didn't anyone tell me my first baby when I'm posting ultrasounds on Facebook, how dangerous this is? Why is no one telling me? No one knows. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And I, I, I just, I refuse to sit back and just allow this wisdom to be forgotten. To right. Just... I mean, and, and therefore you've done it. It's living on within exactly. you. Exactly. And you are, you are a living example of someone who remembered and then birthed in power. And so mm-hmm. every woman that comes in your path, you know, you, you became a lighthouse for the women in your, in your community. It's so beautiful. I agree. I agree. I agree. All of us that have done this is, I don't, I, we don't know what we're doing. It might try to come for us, of course. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was a beautiful experience. Mm. Beautiful experience. I can't wait to do it again. Probably a bunch more times. So <laughs> he says I'll probably get tired after the fifth one, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> mm. Awesome. Well, do you have anything else to add or do you feel complete? I just want to tell women that you can do this. You are a woman. You are meant to have babies. If you can get pregnant, you can have your baby. You don't need anyone telling you what to do, when to do it, do it this way, or you have to get this done. No, you can do it, period. And it's actually our biological imperative that we do do it our Mm -hmm. way because Mm -hmm. we know best for our children. Mm Mm-hmm. And the fact that that became so radical to embody is fucking nuts. Exactly. They literally convinced generations that women can't have their own babies. And that we don't know what's best. Exactly. Like we don't have the wisdom for our own offspring. No, it's a lie. It's a lie. Well, I'm so glad to connect with you today. I love your story and just such a powerful example of what's possible. 
Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much for having me on. That's it for today, everyone. Join us next week for another episode of the Free Birth Podcast. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your body, your choice. Lots of love.